From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's podcast series, Currents, Awakening to the Flow of Spirit in Our Lives. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Why do we need Lent right now? Haven't we sacrificed enough already over this past year? Today, Courtney Malloway, Director of Youth Ministry, explains how we can use these next 40 days to become closer to God and reflects on why Lent might actually be exactly what we need right now. This Ash Wednesday, like so many things this year, looks different. If we receive ashes here in person, they will be sprinkled on us or with a Q-tip. Or if we're at home, we'll dust ourselves with dust ourselves with ashes from our Lent kits. But there won't be any looking around at our offices, at school, on the L, silently acknowledging, oh, you too? But maybe this Ash Wednesday is a little bit more in line with how the gospel intended it to be. I don't know about you, but I was not looking forward to Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent this year. I found myself wondering aloud to God, it feels like the last year has been a desert. Do we really need 40 more days? The desert of the last year. Screens filling life like sand fills the dry land. Thirsting for a house party so crowded, it's hard to move between people desperately climbing a sand dune, thinking that if I can just make it to the end of this month, if I can pay all the bills, I'll get a reprieve next month, only to get to the top and see more sand dunes ahead. How am I supposed to do Lent this year? I feel lost, lonely, and stuck in an unpredictable environment. I long to be out of the desert. I long for community and feasting and celebration. Uh, God, do you think we could do 40 days of Mardi Gras instead? But here we are, Ash Wednesday and Lent are beckoning us to stay in the desert. Lent invites each of us to strip away what is keeping us at arm's length from God. But what more can we take away? This past year has stripped a lot away and has forced us to focus on only the essentials. While I was able to appreciate that simplification of my life at the beginning, the longer the pandemic has drug on, the more the days have just felt repetitive and monotonous. Every day is the same old, same old. And going to the grocery store became exciting, a chore I really used to dread. I remember as a college student calling my dad between classes. I would catch him up on all the latest. Uh, what my sorority chapter meeting we had talked about, how my roommate was driving me a little crazy, um, how I was helping my best friend flirt with the guy that she liked, uh, the service club event that I was going to, the basketball game highlights. I mean, I would ramble on and on and on. And then I would realize that I'd been rambling and pause and say, oh yeah, dad, hi, how are you? What's new? And my dad would say, not much, same old, same old here. I swore. I would never become a boring adult. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) But here I am. My dad calls, and he asks me how I'm doing, and I find myself saying, nothing new, same old, same old. And while I would love to blame the pandemic for my life feeling more ordinary and mundane, I don't think it's entirely the pandemic's fault. 
I think I've hit that stage in life where life is just more routine. But I do think that for many of us, the pandemic has highlighted the monotony of life. I was recently listening to the Hidden Brain podcast, and this episode that I was listening to um, focused on habits and talked about how we as humans are creatures of habit. At one point, the host and guest discussed how much of our life is routine and run on autopilot. And they said 43% of everyday actions are done repeatedly almost every day in the same context. We do things each day, but many of them are not driven by an active decision-making process. They are automatic. Whether it's making your coffee in the morning, or reading the news when you wake up, or listening to the same radio station, or checking your email the moment you sit down in your work chair, or scrolling through social media during lunch, or grabbing a drink at the end of the day and plopping down in front of the TV, Many of our daily actions are unconscious and unintentional. I've heard that phrase, that daily habits make our life. But I was blown away by that statistic. 43% of everyday actions are essentially on autopilot. As I'm sure is true for many of you, my daily habits over the past year have shifted and I've settled into a new autopilot. And so while Lent is not what my heart desires, I think my soul might need it even more this year. As I was reflecting on the beginning of Lent, a line from Come Thou Fount came to mind. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. If I take a moment to honestly evaluate what my new autopilot looks like. I hate to say it, but it does not include any more time devoted to God than my pre-pandemic routine. I suspect that God knows this human tendency. God knows our pitfalls and knows that we are creatures of habit because God created us each uniquely and knows each of us intimately. God knows that as humans, we can get entrenched and stuck in our ways, and that those ways are not necessarily focused on God. God knows that we need something to wake us up, to get our attention. And so each year, God invites us to Lent. God invites us to the desert to come and spend intentional time with him. The same way we might schedule a yearly girls' trip or look forward to the annual fantasy football draft. We need moments to reconnect with our friends, with our family, and we need time to reconnect with God. We need intentional time. And Lent invites us to adjust our Google Maps so that the kingdom of God can be programmed as the destination. Lent gives us the opportunity to shake up our routines and to recenter our daily living on God. But how do we turn our compass in the right direction? Well, have no fear, it's outlined for us in today's gospel. The gospel reading from Matthew falls at the beginning of a series of teachings by Jesus that focus on how we can develop the kingdom of life in the real world, in our everyday actions. For the next two chapters in Matthew, Jesus outlines how we can strengthen our relationship with God in our religious life, in our everyday life, and in our community relationships. The three practices of Lent, fasting, almsgiving, and prayer 
are three habits that Jesus tells his disciples to engage in in order to develop their spirituality, to adjust their autopilot. In the first reading, Joel proclaims, even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart. Each Ash Wednesday, we are invited to return to God with our whole hearts. And God doesn't leave us high and dry trying to figure out how we can do that. They outline it for us. Through prayer, through fasting, and almsgiving, we can return to the God that we are prone to wander from. With the missing of birthday parties, the quieter holiday seasons, the canceling of traveling plans, the lack of social interactions, the change of my weekly church routine and retreat schedules, I did not have as many opportunities this past year to break out of my autopilot. So I don't know about you, but I need this shakeup, this reorienting of my daily habits, more so this year than ever before. I have wandered from God, and my soul needs the time in the desert to reconnect. And so, much to my dismay, <laughs> I'm willing to leave the idea of a Mardi Gras oasis behind and continue my journey in the desert, trusting that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving will be my guides. For the next 40 days, I plan to intentionally set my destination as the kingdom of God each morning with the hopes of returning to God with my whole heart. We're all unique, and so for each of us, there is something that keeps us at arm's length from God. So the route that each of us takes will be different. But I hope that together through intentionally praying, fasting, and giving to God and others, that after 40 days, we'll all emerge a little closer to the kingdom of God being present in our everyday lives. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.